You are listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, and there it is. The lights go on. The red light goes on at 12.02 here in beautiful 3RRR for, well, for this show for the last time for the year, and a very, very good afternoon to everybody out there. How you doing? Matt Stedman. Cameron Smith. How are you, buddy? I'm well for us. This is kind of like school's out for us. It is. It's, um, we've had the muck-up day. We've, <laughs> uh, we've taken the principal's uh, Volkswagen. We've stuck it in the, uh, <laughs> the hallways of the school. Uh, there's toilet paper everywhere. Flower bombs are plenty. And we're not giving up. And we're done for another year. As our uh, Einstein and Go-Go, thank you to those... Massive crew of scientists today. There were so many of them. They crammed them there in. There were so many. There were, there were no chairs anywhere left in the whole station. They defied physics getting them all into the studio. So uh, congratulations on another big year for those guys. And while we do that, we might even cast our eyes a little bit further as uh, Matt gets scared by his biro. <laughs> Just um, drop my pen. Uh, and we cast our eyes a little bit further afield to mm-hmm. the early parts of the morning. Thank you all. Uh, the broadcasters for doing such a great job during the year, yeah. and we've got our last show, and um, and I'm a, a little bit excited because mm. I've got a, a radio com- compatriot in here at the moment who mm. I will bring in in a sec because he just got all ready went because he's very good. He's mm. he's a good radio person. Pete Dillon from Joy FM um, is here. He does the beautiful cravings that's on at midday. 1 p.m. At 1 p.m. Who's counting? Thank you. <laughs> and uh, oh, he had his microphone on oh, and yeah. everything. Yeah, because you really got to be uh, 1 p.m. is uh, is the time on Joy FM. But uh, um, we have um, brought our powers together to to do some good. We hope, and we'll we'll tell you a little bit about that in a second. Philippa Sibley. Very, very excited. Philippa's here. She's yes. been cooking at Syracuse, just cooking up a storm. Yes. And um, we thought we'd bring her in because we haven't really spoken to her much um, this year no. about uh, what she's been up to, taste she's been getting into, mm-hmm. how that little tiny kitchen's going because she does. She works in this sort of like little bonsai kitchen. So it'll be interesting to find out whether she's managed to, uh, to get that combi oven in there yet. Yes. I think not. Um, and uh, just her ideas about Christmas and what she's going to do. And she will give her rather unique perspective on life, the universe and everything. Food. Yes. Uh, a little bit later. Um, we've got a market report from John. Uh, and he muses about Christmas and when mm. you should go to the Victoria market to buy things. And, uh, well, how long he's going to be there. Apparently they say the market's going to be supposed to be open until nine. He goes, I'm not. <laughs> But you can hear that yes. in John's market report. And then just to bring this year, this show, mm. to a close, well, what better punctuation point could you have? But Sebastian Rayborn, with a little bit of a self-indulgent session, he'll come <laughs> in and he'll make us a drink. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk about the uh, how his gin is going, Artemis yes. Gin. And, um, well, we look forward to having you for the hour. Uh, but in the meantime, Matt, what do you think? Maybe we just get a little bit of rent paid I early? I think so. We should crack on. We've got plenty to do. Crack on! Crack on! Love it. Here we go. Now! We've, uh, now we've more uh, sort of uh, heavy metal. Yeah. Ballarat Beer Festival. Um, I was just saying, we, we have context in our lives. We have this thing that, you know, this sort of continuum that goes... Well, it's like the gods have all ripped it asunder because I'm looking across um, <laughs> at Pete Dillon. First of all, Pete's very much out of his comfort zone because he's not behind a control panel. Uh, Pete Dillon from Joy FM, a very, very good afternoon and welcome. Thank to you. It's very, very nice to be here. It's, it's weird not being behind the desk and, and, you know, and, and playing the symphony of buttons that I usually play, but it's, it's nice to sit here and be a guest with well, you can just relax. not wearing shoes. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can, you can just relax, put your feet up and... Uh, Turn up the headphones. Uh, tell us a little, just give us a, a, a bit of a description about what you do and uh, on Joy. Not dissimilar to what you're doing here. I do mine on Saturday so that I can have yes. the rest of the weekend. So, so you can go um, out on Saturday nights. Yeah, yeah. Although I, have, I, I can say in the, the eight plus years of doing the show every Saturday, I have presented it on occasion. Slightly dusty. Really? Mm. Oh, well, Matt made me promise quite a few years ago never to, uh, to do what I did one uh, 
uh, one unspeakable time, but we, we don't talk about no, that, do we, Matt? I was going to say, it's never, time, so never happened here. No, I'm <laughs> sure. No, it hasn't happened no. in, in this incarnation, but yeah, I did get in trouble from Matt from <laughs> being out maybe a little bit late, shall we say. But something happened um, last week, which is sort of the, the reason why we are mm. together here. Um, Early I, this week, in fact. Yes, in, mm. indeed. I caught up with you at uh, a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Where we were drinking Artemis gin, gin fizzes. Oh, we were. And we, and, and the, the Just we to, to round it out, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I was saying to you, look, mate, this is... Um, Something's happened in, in Footscray. This is your neck of the woods, isn't it? It is it? my hood, yes. I live in the West. I'm a very proud Westie. Boom, take the handball. Here we go. Take it and run with it there. Um, when, uh, very early on Wednesday morning, uh, fire gutted the Little Saigon Market. The Little Saigon Market's been there for decades and has mm. been a meeting place for not just the Vietnamese community, which is it's a really strong um, Vietnamese gathering place. Yes. But it's the place that, that our, our peers go to, people in our industry go to, to find those... Hard to find ingredients. Where do you get banana flowers from? Or where do you get rice paddy herb? Or, or that, that elephant ear? Elephant ear, that yeah, sort of yeah. stuff. So yeah. um, chefs have used the space to, to go and, and find those ingredients that they want to feature. And get educated. And get educated. Yeah. And, and it's, it's very much, it's, it's a bizarre <laughs> den of hyperactivity. It's, it's bizarre den, is right. Yes. It has an unusual smell. Um, yes. It's, it's very... Confronting for anyone that's that's not used to that sort of um, madness that you find in in Southeast Asian markets. Well, anyway. it's getting close to like almost being like a wet market, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's also renowned around the world. It's not just in Melbourne and and more broadly in Australia that people know about Little Saigon. It's actually from around the world. You go to somewhere and you talk about Melbourne and, and the Vietnamese community, and they talk about the Little Saigon market. Yes. So. Um, it, there was a, there was a fire. Uh, it has been gutted by fire, um, and it was one of those terrible things. It was a, a, a fault, an electrical fault in in uh, refrigeration. Um, so there was nothing untoward about no, it. No, 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 no. no suspicious gla- uh, gazes cast around. Absolutely. Not. It was uh, from a cool room, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, a refrigeration, refrigeration thing, electrical fault. So we. Um, you and I spoke about this on Wednesday and thought we what said this is pretty shitty. Mm, what can we do? Because it's th- there's traders who are going into their busiest time of year, just, not just for Christmas, but in for the the Lunar New Year for for Tet for the Vietnamese community. Oh, Tet's coming up. Yes. Yeah, at the end yeah. of January. So um, we thought that we should put our, our powers to good for a change rather than for the <laughs> then using them for <laughs> evil um, and, and create a campaign to see if we can help raise some money to support those traders. We did mention Les Twenty Minute there as well. He had a mm. a space up the top of the market where he stores. Um, he lost about 6,000 textbooks that he provides to... Books, um, books for kids. Yeah, disadvantaged families. And also presents for Back kids, Christmas too. Presents. Yeah. Um, thankfully, the, the community has rallied behind Liz. So there's been an extraordinary amount of money raised this week already, donations from large organisations. Um, there was a fundraiser held on Friday where there was close to 160,000 raised for, for Liz's foundation. So CFMEU, that much maligned yeah. union, immediately came through with some bucks. So I mm. think we can sort of... We can say that Les is being pretty well looked after. Taken care of. And maybe what's happening now that our focus should be on some of the people on the lowest rungs of um, selling food to the community. Mm. And also you have to think about the workers, the staff of those people. And... Um, the gaze of media is is so brief, and and that was the thing I guess that concerned me the most in that the fact that terrible fire. You haven't seen. There's been nothing else about it since not that since, day. Not since Wednesday afternoen. That was the twelfth, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, so the twelfth or thirteenth. So yeah. Anyway, so that's that's why we're here. What have we done? So we've created a possible campaign, which is um, you can go and find online. Just type in possible plus Little Saigon Market. Little um, Saigon Market. Yes. It, it will show up on your your search engine that you choose to use, um, and you can donate money. It's that simple. And you might have 20 bucks left from your crazy Christmas shopping before you go into Christmas, or you might have $10,000 that's sitting there that you're not quite sure what to do with. Um, whatever it might be, uh, every little bit is going to go to assist the traders and their staff, not just to get through the Christmas period, but to be able to buy stock. There was one small trader lost $200,000 worth of stock. That's an extraordinary amount of money for a small business to lose. Yeah. And a number of those traders not insured or that's not covered by insurance. And, and that's what both of us thought mm. we were talking about. Is that these, and 
maybe this is the thing you think about with Christmas. I mean, let's face it, uh, Christmas is a great commercial opportunity for many, many people, but deep within us all, it's, it is about that thing of giving to others mm. and uh, and giving of yourself too. So, so maybe I guess that's what we are trying to appeal to, Pete? Mm, well, it is, because it's, you, you talk about Christmas and being about giving. We don't always have to give you know, a, an Apple Watch or, or whatever it might be. You yes, know, there, are, the there, is, there are things like compassion and kindness and generosity that we seem to forget. Mm. Um, we get very wrapped up in, as you say, the commercial aspects of Christmas. We yes. get wrapped up in, you know, what have I got to buy? Go and buy a great Aunt Velda, who doesn't need anything. No. I'm sure great Aunt Velda would be delighted if Except she opened... Gin. Well, probably. She likes gin. <laughs> <laughs> if you, you op- she opened her Christmas card and yes. there was a note there to say, we're not buying you a present, but we've donated your money to... The, this, this campaign to help these traders. Yes. Um, we wanted to also keep it um, quite transparent so that people will actually see that the money goes and is dispersed by the right people. So uh, Maribyrnong Council has a uh, an economic uh, development committee. They'll, uh, they'll manage the funds for us. So once we raise the DOSH, we hand it over to them. Arms length from us. Absolutely. Okay, so that's probably an important yeah. thing to say. The um, other thing is that... Um, I think it's at uh, $250,000. We're probably going to bring that we down. We probably will bring it down. And then yeah, because when we get over that, we'll, we can just say it's much much better. And But the reason why, just so we're laying all the cards mm. on the table, is that um, I'm not... Pete, you're probably better at this than I am with possible because this is the first one that I've ever been involved in. But um, if we don't make up the money, does that become voided, I suppose? Yeah, it does. So we, it does. that's why we need to lower it and make okay. it a bit more achievable and then... Uh, as I say, anything we raise over and above that is all good. Yeah, we've had some great responses. Um, the the local the federal member Footscray, uh, Tim Watts. What's he like? A uh, young Labor man. He's all right. He's all right. Uh, yeah. Tim's uh, been in touch Jimmy? with us very quickly and said, "Look, yes. we're, we're doing a similar campaign where we're receiving gifts and and what have you." Um, so we're, I'm going to catch up with him on Tuesday morning before I go on my Christmas holiday and mm. um, work out how he can help us from a federal government level. Yes. Um, we've also got, um, as I said, a, a, an association now with Maribyrnong Council who are going to help us disperse the funds. Um, and then there's some small businesses doing great things already. So one of my local cafes in, um, in Westwood's Grey yes. uh, called Pod at Post Industrial Design. They're on um, the sort of... Uh, West End of Barclay Street. Yes. Um, they're opening their, their cafe on Christmas Day um, just for coffee for half the day and they are going to give the funds to uh, to the campaign and Niccolo Coffee, which is their um, their coffee supplier, are going to give them the coffee beans so that they're not out of pocket by, by doing that. So those little things, when you put all of those possibilities together, um, we, we can do something really good. And from uh, a little thing, little things from many, many people... Um, can can make something good for, um, I think, some of uh, the the smallest traders mm. uh, of uh, of Melbourne. It could be said. I just wanted to also mention the fact that uh, uh, George Byron. Hello, George. If you are listening, you might remember him from such places as Sunny Bray, yes. um, one, one of the great. Uh, patriarch titans of the, the industry, mm. we could actually say. But he has decided what he did was he said, look, I'll, I'll do a lunch. Mm. Grand yep. for, a, for a lunch. And he said, um, he said, look, I would like to offer a long boozy Sunday lunch at my place as a date of your choice in Kyneton for eight brackets, that's the size yes. of my table, mm-hmm. for $1,000 to go to the possible campaign to help the displaced little Saigon traders, unemployed workers. Um, the only condition is that you all have the same dietary requirements. Omnivores <laughs> preferred. Yes. Uh, first in, gets the biscuits. I like that. So maybe what that can do is maybe inspire some people. I know it's stupid season around the place, but maybe um, some restaurateurs could get in on this. Restaurateurs, chefs, uh, other people. The caterers, uh, bars, uh, yep. spirits. You know, there, yep. there's so many... I want to. I just want to say that there these so are the, the, the forgotten little traders. Yes. Um, that aren't on the high street. That aren't in the big market. Well, it's not the Paran market. You it's know, not it's South not Melbourne. It's not Daniel. It's not even Footscray market. This no. is This is tiny little businesses that are really, really suffering and, and are going to continue to suffer. Yes, it will. All right. So I guess here we are. So Pete and I are trying to do some good. The possible. How do we get to the possible campaign again? So it's uh, possible. P o z i b l e dot com. Yes. Mm. Um, and just just go to your favourite search engine. We're, no, we're 
use a particular search engine, yeah. go there, type in possible plus Little Saigon, Saigon and Fire. Little Saigon Fire, and, and it will come up. So it's, yeah. it's quite easy to find. All right, that sounds good. Matt, you wanted to, you have buttons pushed and you wanted to say something? No, I just said we've already tweeted that link, so uh, jump on either of our Twitter feeds, I'm sure you'll um, find it. Our communications arm, Pete C. Yeah, uh, efficient, I know. Isn't this good? Live tweeting on air. Do you like being here at 3RRR? It's great. It's not bad, is it, East Brunswick? It is. 12.17 here on the trip. Uh, We're going to go to a bit of music. Uh, No, we're going to go pay a little bit more mortgage and then we'll head off to market for the last time. Right. But there will be music later, ladies and gentlemen. There will be. They take something festive. Oh, it's been something fabulous. Take it away. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. It's the last week heading into Christmas. Uh, John's here. He's got the. uh, Oh, it looks like what would have been a very, very big Savoy there, mate. And good morning. Good morning to you. Yes, it was a big Savoy. This, I think, is a sixth of the cabbage. But it's enough for a meal for a family. Oh, my God. Because uh, this was a variety that um, uh, should have grown slowly because it liked the weather and went boom and a huge. Mm. I think one cabbage weighed six kilos. Six but, kilos? Yes, but it's as tender as. It's yeah, a baby. Yeah. It's not overgrown and coarse like they can be when things get old. So yeah, it looks it's really amazing really, what the weather can do. It looks really, really nice and open and... Uh, well, that's just crying for coleslaw, I think, isn't it? Oh, definitely so. And a lot of people have been buying some beautiful fresh salad onions, yep. some carrot, a bit of capsicum, and a beautiful cabbage, and going home and making the best coleslaws. A little bit of homemade mayo, if you can. Yeah, yeah. If, if, it's not a, if it's out of a jar, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't have to be mayo, either. Some of the, the best um, coleslaws I've had has just been uh, of the vinegar variety, a little bit of salt, and not much else. That's true too. Sometimes simple can be better. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you've got a bit of problems with having mayo because of the dairy and so on, that's an easy way to go as well. And mm. easy work as well yep. and a lot of flavour. Now, you were saying to me before that um, there hasn't been a lot of cheap mangoes this year. Is that no, right? it's rather tragic. You know, normally by this time we're buying trays and eating a tray um, every couple of days yeah. and they're, they're, you know, $10, $20 at the worst. Yes, um, I think for a real mango you've got to pay 2 to $3 today. So, yeah. you know, that's about $30, $35 a train, all because of the weather. Um, and there's a lot more calypsos and um, R2E2, those funny coloured ones, which I hate. I can't handle them because of my hay fever. They taste like kerosene. So <laughs> I like my Kensington Pride. Yes. But... It doesn't mean that we're not going to eat mangoes, you know, we'll still have a few. Mm. I haven't had too many of the Calypso ones, but yeah. I agree with you, Kensington Pride, to me, is the great Aussie mango. Yeah. Calypso's not bad, but not my favourite. Yeah, yeah, not the best. Now, you were also saying there's been a little bit of, there's not much asparagus around? There's a little bit of asparagus around, but whatever there is, it's a gift from God, because mm. normally asparagus uh, would have finished November, early November. Yeah. You know, the seasons are getting later and later, uh, different growing techniques, the yeah. weather as well. We've got some asparagus there that are still export quality, and it's nearly Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah, right. So $13 a kilo, not a lot of money. We've sold asparagus $20 mid-season at some stage. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not expensive. Uh, very nice to serve up on a dish in a straight row. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. With a little bit of hollandaise sauce or oh, just olive oil. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, or maybe thrown on the barbecue. Yeah, just That's brush them with oil, chuck yeah. them straight in the barbie. I got into trouble last night because our Not first... Again. Yeah, our first was a little bit of soup, so there was cheese on the table. Yeah. So I had my soup with the cheese. And then I had... Um, we had fried rice homemade, of course. Yes. And um, chicken schnitzel and asparagus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the asparagus had olive oil on it, so I put a little bit of um, a picorino cheese on top. And she says, what are you doing? I said, I'm having fun. Yeah. Pecorino, come on. It's and beautiful. It, and it was. It was exceptional. Yeah. So she came around. She came around. She went, you know what? This is really good. It is. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, maybe let's talk about what's, what's good and in and happening at the moment. Apricots have come down in price And there's a couple of different varieties around. There's some um, varieties that look like they're half plum, half apricot. Mm. Um, 
they're not bad. Not my favourite because they've got a little bit of my acid, but I still eat them. I like the traditional varieties where they, when you break them open, they're sloppy and they're, they're juicy and bright orangey yeah. colour, yeah. and you can smell it and taste it and remember the flavour later. Damn right. And I reckon one of the things you should do is make a little bit of apricot jam because a bit of apricot jam is so versatile. You can have it, you know, just from eating point of view, but from baking and cooking, apricot jam goes a long way, don't you reckon, John? Oh, it definitely does. Oh, it's just, just about the same. I haven't scored any apricot jam this year, yeah. but this week they've been throwing strawberries at a dollar a punnet. Steve's. So, what have we got? Steve Steve's Manders. Uh, yeah, Steve's, Steve's strawberry jam. Yep, he's got a date on it. Beautiful jar. Yep. Dated. Yep. Ingredients. So, you know, if he does give it to any of his friends and they've got allergies or anything, they know what's in a jar. Yes. But all it's got is strawberries and sugar, lemon juice and citrus pectin. Pure. Boom. There you go. So, yeah, so I've scored strawberry. We'll see if we get any apricot. I got a few last year. Yes. Nothing better than having an English muffin or a crumpet covered in it. Oh. But you've got to have good butter to go with it. That's right. He's that's, putting his finger up that's, at me. That's, He's waving his finger. That's something we have big <laughs> arguments with my boss at home. Yeah. You know, out comes another lex, nothing wrong with that. Oh, but yeah. can't beat the pure butter. Every now and then. Uh, I'm a bad boy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Bad, anyway. boy, bad boy for butter. <laughs> I'm a bad boy for butter. Um, in moderation. Um, uh, one thing I wanted, can we just go over one more time? We did this last week, and thank you for that, John. But can you tell us again, what is the plan for the markets heading towards Christmas as for openings? All right, pretty much um, as normal, Thursday normal till 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. I've been saying to my customers, if you can get in Thursday, everything's going to be hot off the truck. Yep. People are going to come in. Excuse me. Yep. Um, hay is killing me this week. It's going to um, sneeze. Yeah. No, no, I won't sneeze. Um, I've been saying to customers, come in early, pick the eyes out of the market. Yes. If you've forgotten anything, come back thir- Friday or Saturday. Just now, for a pick-up. Because mm. a lot of people will come back to the market Saturday for their seafood and hams and turkeys that they have to pick up. That's crazy. Yeah, but they've got their stuff ordered yeah. and they got guaranteed that oh, the okay, stuff's going to be put there yeah. for them. Yeah, if you're just fishing, well, that's a different story. Yep. So, Friday the market's gazetted to 9pm. Trust me, I'll be home in bed by then. Yes. Because they're going to be back here at 3 o'clock Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah. But for those who want to trade till 9pm, well and good. I reckon for me, the fat lady will sing about 5 or 6 o'clock. And you're gone. And then I'm gone. Yeah. And then we'll be back to do it again Saturday morning. Uh, Saturday till the fat lady sings, maybe till 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. Then we're going to head for home, have a shower, have a beautiful dinner, get stuff ready for Christmas morning, yeah. and then Christmas morning is going to go boom. Because I'm cooking pork, roast pork and prawns, and everyone else is doing everything else. So basically that's it. Think of a normal week without Sunday, that's about it. Yeah. But I would definitely recommend people to come early. Last year I heard the sharks were out here at 2.30 in the morning. Crazy business. We open at 6 a.m. What do you mean the sharks? Well, the the people that only eat sporadically, you know, big meals. Yeah. You know, we eat the same stuff all the time, all for a year. Christmas Day we still eat what we normally eat. All right, maybe a few extras. A few more extra dishes, perhaps. That's right. A lot more desserts. So, you know, we'll be here from 5... As soon as we pull the covers, I'm sure we'll be busy, mm. so we'll keep running with it. Um, I can't see them being a shortage of anything. Maybe asparagus might go up a little bit. We're selling them $13 today. Mm. Even if they go up $15, $16, it's no big deal because um, three or four spears per person on a table, uh, not everyone's going to eat it anyway. So it's, mm. it's a change because it's something that we don't normally have at Christmas. Bananas a dime a dozen. Uh, we've had beautiful tomatoes. I sold a lot of tomatoes this week because everyone wanted to have salads. Yep. Maybe purge a little bit, get ready <laughs> for the big feast for Christmas. Yeah, Who knows? Get ready, ready for the fill-up. Hey, I'm just looking across. I've just seen maybe my pick of the market. Six for $2, passion fruit over there. Yeah, well, the That's passion fruit good. went feral for a little while. It was short, mm. and now there's plenty of it around. And as usual, you know, what we always say is, buy them. It doesn't matter if they're on the riper side. Open them up, put them in the freezer. Yes. Better than getting them out of a can. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. And uh, for those that have, uh, well, their aspirations for the Christmas pav. 
Oh, yes, we do. Oh, passion fruit on a pear, but That's, I love it. Um, I love it. My daughter, Bianca, Personal she's very tray, good at it. Two trays of yeah, mangoes there. Yeah, yeah. You want to ask him how much? No, he's going. Okay. Maybe next time. Yeah. Well, sorry, scan around. Back to passion fruit. Yes. Passion fruit. On the, on the pavlova. Yeah. You know, I would kill for a pavlova any day. Yes. I love it. Do you like kiwi fruit on it? Oh, definitely. And oh, sometimes okay. they do a fruit salad one. Yeah. With a golden kiwi, green kiwi, yeah. uh, a few cherries, grapes, mm. all fresh. Mm. Mango especially. Mm. The mango really gives it that edge. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Oh, like Can be a little bit sloppy, but Jesus. Hey, that's, ooh, that's all right. Okay. Um, we've done sort of the pick of the market. I would just like to, on behalf of the listeners to the station and this show specifically, say thank you very, very much for all the times that I've just come in, barged my way in and said, look, stop everything, have a chat to us on the radio. You've always been wonderful, entertaining and giving us great information. So, John... Thank you for the year. It's been great. I have to say thank you to you because um, for me it's good fun and it's our passion. You know, we like mm. good food, so that's why we've got good vegetables and good fruit. And my customers appreciate it as well, and I'm sure the listeners do. It's amazing how many people come past and say, I know that voice. Say, yes, <laughs> it's a boomer voice. It's you. And yeah, we, we have fun, and that's what life's about. It is. And, and I wish everyone uh, a good Christmas and a happy new year. And we'll be back into it next year without a doubt. John, Merry Christmas, mate. And to you and yours. I hope we get a bit of holy water too for Christmas. <laughs> we can hope. <laughs> See you, mate. Bye. Oh, there's so much excitement happening in the studio. I can barely contain myself. So that was John at the market. A little bit of Beck, the yeah, uh, yeah, happy yeah, little yeah, Scientologist. Yeah, yeah. Not that we talk about that. <laughs> uh, he's still good, though. He's still yes, good. Um, very, very happy to see in the studio. It's been a while. She's looking great. Million bucks after tax. <laughs> and she giggles. <laughs> Philip Zibley. Hi, lads. How are you going? Come close to that microphone. Okay. Step right on up. <laughs> So, here we are. We could say it's not the dawning of the silly season to take a thing out of the age of Aquarius, uh, but it's uh, you're certainly in the middle of it all. How's it going? Yeah, it's going okay. I think that last week we had the... Last Friday is yeah. the notorious last day of Christmas parties. Oh, the 16th. So, oh, the the last day. Black, Black Friday. Black Friday. Yeah. The, yeah. Hell ma- the hell mouth opens up and, and <laughs> all the antlers, the floppy antlers come out. <laughs> and you know, oh, <laughs> And yeah. the laughs from the tables. And, oh. Yes, I got into town yesterday morning at about uh, eight o'clock to to do another program on the station, and um, <coughs> there were just people everywhere, and there were just pools of vomit, yeah. pools like of vomit. I have lumpy, never seen really? in the city. People just obviously getting mildly over-refreshed on the Christmas spirit. <laughs> and, you and just, that, that's a very good euphemism. Mm. Can you say that again? Mildly, mildly over-refreshed. Yes. Mm. Meaning uh, vomiting yeah, everywhere. Vomiting yeah, vomiting okay. in the street. And there was Carrots spe- everywhere. everywhere. It, was re- it was revolting. Yeah, well, well, I can see why, yeah. <clears throat> well, we've just got to wait for the things to come through and clean all that stuff up. But they weren't doing that at Syracuse, were they? No. No. Yeah, well, they kind of, yeah, there's a, there's a nightclub next door. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which and and bl- Bluestone kind of <coughs> soaks it in. <gasps> well. Okay. Yeah. Osmosis. Yeah. 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 No, the Friday's over. That's that's you know. So there's just a few drabble drabblers mm. of uh, Christmas parties. But, yes. Um, but there's a lot of the drabblers of yeah. Christmas present. Yes. 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 <laughs> there's a lot of suit, like a lot of lawyers and officey sort of suity people around there. So it's yeah. Yeah. Scream. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, you screaming. Screaming at alpha males. Yes. Yes. Oh, and what's the collective noun for alpha males? I wonder. <laughs> a version of alpha males. Yes. Yeah. Something, something like that. Anyway. Yep. What have you been? What have you been cooking this year? What's um, what's been? You, you first of all, you cook in the the world's smallest kitchen. It's pretty small. It's pretty small. It's pretty well. It, and it's not just small. Yeah. It, everything's sort of low down or high up or far away. Nice. Like Inspector Gadget. Can so unergo. Un- 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 the yeah, unergo un- kitchen. It's, it's not ergo. Oh, it's nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah, yeah. twenty paces. Yes. And it's it's um, you know, heritage as well. So it's hard to kind of nothing. Yeah, they. Double negative. I thought the kitchen was behind the mirror. There's an air behind the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not doing you any harm, though. You look outstanding. Oh, really? You look really good. Oh, thanks. And also, <laughs> what it does is it stops. I've been rendered away. <laughs> 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 I 
like a duck breast. Well, it stops everybody <laughs> swearing and it makes work, people it work cleaner too, does it not? It stops people from swearing. Well, it's just no. a hope from management, I guess. No, it doesn't. What have you been? Uh, what ingredients and things have you been getting oh, into? Stone, you know, it's stone fruit season. Oh, yeah. I love stone fruit. Yeah. Stone fruit's fun. You know, happiness is getting a perfectly ripe peach and, oh, and, yeah. and, and blanching it really quickly and having the skin just slip off and having that beautiful blush underneath. Mm, and delicious. Yeah, and it's awesome. And berries are coming. Everything's taken a lot longer to come into season properly. Because it was a later yes. winter. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Apricots so are in. John was just telling us about that. Stunning. Yes. Best, best sorbet. What do you make out of... Boom. There you go. Best. Because it's got, you know, that powdery texture. Not powdery, but they've got a creamy kind of texture that just makes a, m- the most amazing sorbet. Yes. Beautiful. And it intense flavour. reminds me of childhood apricots. Yeah. It does, because it's the gentle. Yeah. Mm. And it also and reminds me... And getting diarrhoea from eating too many... <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the <laughs> end experiment. Uh, okay, let me just bring it back. Uh, the one thing I always remember was that uh, when I was a little bit hungover, if I had been imbibing and you know not coming into the, the night before, mildly over refreshed, I used to love the Spring Valley apricot nectar because yes. it was gentle and it sort of seemed like it was doing you some good. Yes, it's like an orange barocca. Or you yes. could make apricot chicken with it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've if you hands up in the, in this room who's made apricot chicken? Never. No one. I've okay. eaten it. My I've eaten it. Like it. Uh, a pack Isn't of dried French onion soup. Yes, that's yeah, that's it. Secret ingredient. Yeah, apricot. Uh, Chug it on top. Tinned apricots. Chug it in the, the oven, oven and give it to all the hungry children. Yep, mm. and we always remember it from the castle. What do you call this, style? Apricot chicken. Apricot chicken. <laughs> oh, why would you ever go out? Oh, it would. But we were talking briefly because I've spread the love, the joy, before uh, Sebastian, who's in, will we'll do more. Job. He's got the real stuff. Yeah, well, I got the cherries. Yeah. They were 25 bucks a kilo. They're expensive. They yeah, don't grow on trees. Oh, hang on. They do. Um, but it's one of those things. There's not much you can do with a cherry other than just go, these cherries are great, and just eat them. Yeah. That, uh, people, you know, sorbet. And I, it's one of those things that... Another sorbet no, thing. Not really. Paco Chetum. Pop them on a pav. Oh, yeah. They gr- they're great raw. They're great raw. They're great flambéed. Like cats lying with dogs. Cherries on a pav? Yeah, just with the little stalks on them. And you oh. pick the, the, I don't like the pavs. I want something on there oh. that I can actually eat. <laughs> right. It's cherries and whipped cream with seems, a bit of passion fruit, really. Seems incredibly avant-garde of you coming in here to this station and doing these sort of things. I always feel a bit discombobulated, actually, having him sit there. Clefutus! Clefutus, yeah. Do you know, traditionally, they used to leave the... the Sto- the seeds in the stones, <laughs> the pips. Yeah. yeah, the pips. Yeah, might that be why. Yeah, that'd be good. Good stuff for the dentists afterwards, mm. perhaps. But pretty stodgy. What, I mean, what is a clefutus though? Just give us a. It's really hard to get it right. There's no, there's no English tra- translation for it. It's, it's kind of like an almond meal batter that you put over. Yeah, the fruit. It's generally like not mm. no almonds. Traditionally, it's just like a big old crepe batter that you mm. pour over. Big old crepe batter. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I add nut meal almond now. Meal, yeah. It makes it much lighter. What so sort of nut meal do you put in? Almond oh, meal. Almond meal or pistachio is really good with yeah, pistachio yeah. and cherries. Mm. Really good. A little bit of kirsch in there. Is well, that you how could. you pronounce it? Kirsch. Yeah. Yeah. Kirsch. Yes. You're just looking um, at Seb's doing the eyebrow action. Yes, that's right. Mm. Kirsch is part of it. You used to put that in to make a key royale, if my memory serves mm. me correct, mm. with champagne. Uh, no, 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 that's black. That's cassis. But isn't that why it was called a Kia Royale? Because they used Kia? No, Kia. Seb, come on. Come on. Come here. Come on. Yeah. Kia Royale was Yeah, Kirsch is that sort of medicinally tasting sort of eau de vie, mate. Yeah. It tastes like marzipan. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. can't stand the stuff. Just, just. So full of hate. I'm just offering. No, I'm just offering an opinion, Dom. Look at these little brow. Look at his little brow coming down. Oh, he's not happy. All right, here we go. Something that gives me a great smile. I will go from brow upside down to radiant and joyful. Mm. Cherries Jubilee. Yeah. A, a Scoffier one. dish? Good, Good one. one. Good one. Done it with um, Verbena ice cream. It's awesome. What, what is it? It's a, it was done, it was an Escoffier dish that was originally done at for the someone. Yeah, for someone. Yeah, at the Ritz Carlton. Noble. That's where all, they all kind of. Yeah, it was done, it was done, I think, for Russian Club aristocracy no, or Russian royalty. It was for the Jubilee, the, the some sort of. Victoria? Queen Victoria, yeah, one of the Georgians, perhaps. Yeah, mm. no. Anyway, what is it? It's, it's. Boozy, uh, sugar, boozy sugar cherries. and cherries. Yeah. And and then Flame. Uh, Kirsch. Flame. Back with the Kirsch again. 
and set it on fire and pour it warm over vanilla ice cream. Delicious, hot and cold, it's awesome. And yeah. the colour, that's mm. one thing about cherries. Yes. The, the colour that they produce for... Crimson yeah. gore. Yes. Very nice one. Reminds me of that scene from, um, what's that awesome, which... The Witches of Eastwick? Yeah, have, you another, know when they have another cherry. Have another cherry. Have another cherry. <laughs> <laughs> can make a really nice chutney to go with um, with ham with cherries as well. Oh, that sounds yes. good. Mm. And can I just say, you, 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 you touched on it at the very, very beginning, and I did something which I haven't done, and it's another Escoffier dish, mm. Pesce Melba, yep. which is where you just get the best god dang white peaches you can mm. possibly do. Yep. Poach them in vanilla. Mm. Do them beautifully, bring them out, let them cool, and then you just make a beautiful raspberry coolie, mm. and you get the best vanilla yeah, ice cream. And it's just those three things together has made a couple of the most memorable Christmases. Yeah, mm. really has. So that's just something to think about. That's uh, that's kind of good. What are you doing for Christmas? Chris, oh, I usually do the same same thing. Um, yes, panettone. Yes, panettone. Um, Bread and uh, butter. Bread and butter. We no. I'm going to use apricots this year because they cook, they cook down really beautifully in the. It's making pizza smile. Yes. Mm, yeah. Yes. Well, well, Huh? Use it for trifles. Soak it in grog yeah, and yeah. make a trifle. But it, it's a seasonal thing as well. Panettone, you can't buy it until it's oh, in season, which is know. really kind of romantic. I agree. Go to any of those um, those yeah, delis I'll and grocers over in the west, and I tell you, they've got last year's or quite possibly oh, the year's. Oh, they went and ruined it, didn't they? Mm. Hmm. Well, they don't really go stale. It's one yeah, of those. It's like cockroaches. It'll survive a nuclear yeah. accident. Yes, so they will be. They'll be the last thing we'll yeah, eat on there. Cockroaches earth. and panettone. That's it's it. Gonna yeah, be yeah. together. And apparently, they the, hang them upside down. The mm. Yes, they hang them upside down after they're cooked. They're so. What the cockroaches? <laughs> <laughs> the Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> the Republicans. No, sorry. The panettone. You get hang it upside down. Apparently, <clears throat> it's because it's a really, really weird batter. It's yes. very, very, very liquid almost. It's I like can imagine that. Dealing with snot, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like watching <coughs> Melissa's when they make the stuff for the Spanakopita because that's like... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a bit, yeah. And that's how you test it. You kind of make a little... Snot block. Yeah. Yeah. So after it's cooked, you yeah. can imagine because it's so airy it's <laughs> that it, it'll deflate again. So oh. they hang them upside down after they've... So that they... So they hold their shape. Yeah, so they hold their shape. So stop them going down. Yeah. Well, they're souffle. Yeah. They're not so successful souffle Mm. chefs. No. What is wrong with your souffle? (laughs) (laughs) Is that why they come in those boxes with the hanging things on? Yes. All right. Um, Here's an interesting question. Mm. Matt's um, giving us... What do you want to do, Matt? You want us to break in... You want a drink or something? I think so. He does. I think think we all need a drink. He does. Um, He's making me thirsty. (laughs) Yeah, damn right. Well, look, I want to find out a little bit about what you're going to be doing over your... If you are having a break from Syracuse. But before that, we need to go to Thinking Drinking. Hey, look up my glass over there. Sorry, Jimmy. What sort of drink you want? What sort of drink you want? Make it a double. Yeah. Somebody got to say. 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 Somebody I've never seen you move so quickly. We're sharing the Me? microphone over here. You're like grease lightning. I you was. Share, I think we're I'm, all... I'm pouring drinks. Speedy boy, there we go. He's shaking. He's shaking. It's the anticipation, <laughs> Pete. The accurate. Uh, if you had just joined us... <laughs> Excuse me. A little bit of... Oh, you know, he's just had that look. Uh, 12.46 here on 3RRFM. If you have just tuned in... We're kind of making history because it's great. I've got Pete in from Joy FM who's joined us. Lovely to see you here. Philippa Sibley's here. I am. You from, are. From no, no, no particular FM. From no particular no. FM? No. Fixed, um, yes. Um, and uh, we have been talking about a, a possible campaign for Little Saigon. That's the serious part. That's actually why Pete's here because we've... Uh, I don't know, uh, pooled our resources to try and do Launch something the good. Campaign. We're actually launching it right here on this show this minute. Oh, is this it what's is happening? Launched. It hasn't really been launched. We should have had it. That's There's why no we're having streamers. a drink. That's <laughs> why we're having a drink. We have to launch things with a drink and a canapé. Excellent. And uh, Sebastian Rayborn's here is about to wave some mint around. And first of all, I think we need to congratulate you, <laughs> Seb, uh, on a birthday which you recently had. But more yes. importantly, uh, with the lovely Dervla you have... 
your wife, who have, you have yeah. uh, come together and created something special. Congratulations on Artemis Gin. Thank you very much, Cam. And it's been yeah, it's been we worked it out. We're, we're like ninety four days out. old. You worked it out since we since we first <laughs> sort of got some gin in the bottle. So it's been so. a it's been a couple. Of <laughs> That's an unusual name for a baby. Artemis. So, um, yes, named for one of the key botanicals, which is Artemisia absinthium, where vermouth gets its name, where absinthe gets its name, and it's 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 delicious. And uh, nothing to do with the Three Musketeers. Nothing to do with the Three Musketeers. Stated once, yes. Funnily enough, much to my chagrin, Aramis, not Artemis. Yeah, I know, I know. That's why Sebastian (laughs) looked at me in that tone of voice that he did. uh, Funnily enough, something to do with cherries. Yes. Because Aha! it is Aha! almost cherry season, though it is a late season yeah. this year. It's all, all coming late, and it's down about yeah. 30%. Um, the reason I've yeah. learned a lot about that is that we're getting some. We're getting some cherries from a farm in northern Tasmania. Some people do the macarena. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sebastian does the maceration with the, uh, the cherries. Yeah. Not a maraschino. We're going to use just the flesh of the black cherries. And the flesh of the black we'll cherry. have cherry gin available. Uh, it'll be the start of February when it'll be in bottle. Yeah. But if people want to get some, yeah. they'll need to let us know they want it before the end of the year. Right. Because we put the order for the cherries in. Cherries arrive in the second week of January, the middle of the harvest down in Tassie. And then we go and take all the pips out by hand and crush them and <laughs> macerate them. But if you don't tell us, we don't order enough cherries. And there's no more. The, the harvest is no, done. You can't, you can't so you step can't. on them, I don't think. Yeah, no, yeah. It would be very fun. Oh, squidgy. Yeah, imagine <laughs> you'd... How do you make cherry gin? Yes. Well, we start with our gin, and we put a load of cherries in it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a, it's a big old it's, maceration. It's like isn't a it? slow gin, but rather than with with, with a slow, we're using the cherries. So and that's S L O E for those that that's might not. Can you yep. just quickly? So slow gin, that? it's a it's a very traditional um, Southern English way of preparing your gin. You take gin and you put the slow berries in. You put a little sugar, and it gives it a really unique flavour. Slow berries are a tiny little type of plum. So uh, slow damson, yeah. they're all in that sort of same family. And there's not much else done with slow berries at all, really. Oh, so yeah. it's like it's like they're yeah. it's like they're. Want to buy some slow berries? Yeah. Gigs, you know? yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What am I going to do with them? Well, I don't know. You could make some booze, I suppose. Slow gin. Yeah, slow gin. Um, there's uh, we the gin that most of us are aware of is like a the London Dry. There is a thing called an old tom. Yeah, uh, indeed. Has that got any berries in it, or is it just a little bit sweeter and a bit it's more vis- two vis- two philosophies of old tom. Oh, really? One which is just pour some sugar in. Yeah, right. That sort of fits. Yeah, that's easy. And yeah. the other is that you sweeten it with licorice as a botanical. So the guys at, at Jensen in London mm. actually make a, a very old recipe that they track down, and they use just licorice. Licorice root, so it doesn't taste of aniseed, right? Because licorice root has a different, sort of a sweet woodiness yeah. to it. It's not, it's not like licorice pieces, mm. but it gives it this beautiful, gentle sweetness, but no sugar. Yes. So you can go both ways with Old Tom. I know uh, Kangaroo Island Spirits did an amazing one this year, which won the grand trophy for best gin at the Australian Distilled Spirit Awards. Yes. And it was, it was sweetened and barrel aged and it was just phenomenal I think there's probably about four bottles of that left in the wild around Australia they're so doing if you some see one, things kangaroo you, aren't you aren't should they? get one cause yeah good luck sadly they don't often repeat what they do as uh, someone used to say Philippa Sibley actually when she first came through she went you know what that's as rare as rocking horse poo <laughs> it was the first time I heard it right synchronised Matt can you describe this uh, we have uh, the, the stereo shaking of yes. Pete Dillon and Seb Rayborn. Not hysterical, but stereo. No. Yeah, it sounded good. <laughs> what are you actually making there, Seb? Uh, this is this is a drink that uh, uh, Hayden Lambert told me about. It's called a Sensation. Oh, okay. And it's gin, yes. mint. Yes. Uh, traditionally lime. So I've used a sort of I guess a lime juice substitute, and a maraschino and a splash of orange as well. Maraschino, isn't that spooky? So, and... Cherry. We're we, we, cherries. That's right. We yeah. Totally appropriate. Yes. And it's just delicious. If anyone who 
Loves a cocktail called a Southside. Mm. They'll South love side. this. So Ooh. Southside is gin, lime and mint. Yes. Shaken up. It's such a good summer drink. Yes. And this is really a Southside with a little splash of liqueur just to wake it up. I'll pass these. Pass that around. Um, I was actually going to say that the thing is, folks, that you shouldn't be daunted by shaking things. If you can get yourself a shaker... It's as easy as one, two, three, isn't it, Seb, to make a... Oh, I can sure see a little green fleck in there. So you've really done a number on that mint in mm. the shaker. Yeah, it's... Oh, that's nice and When you say no mint was harmed, it was cocktail. You're wrong. That is not true. This is like... Um, delicious. This almost looks like there's a green matcha tea on the top of it. Go, Pete, tell us about it. It's... Um, it's bone dry, so it's got that beautiful um, that acidity that comes from your <laughs> little tricks that you've used. But it's Holy got a lovely Jesus. sweetness as well. It's like a, quite a sweet martini, a sweet dry martini. It's really lovely. It slams you down dry-wise <laughs> at, the, at the beginning, and then and then it reveals itself a little bit to you, doesn't it? The really gin opens up to emerge. Mm. Plenty of gin. That's always the. Can always you give the us case. the um, uh, folks go get the uh, the piece of paper and the pen? You got it. So, uh, There's a pen that works near the TV. <laughs> All right, here go. Uh, 30 mils of fresh lime juice. 30 mils of yeah, fresh yeah, lime juice. A good shot of that. Shot and a half of gin. So shot 45, 45 of Artemis gin, obviously. Fresh. Um, of 10 mils of orange liqueur. Yeah. 10 mils of oh, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like Guantro, Guantro, Triple sec. Actually, they're all good. Mm-hmm. In fact, I mean, you could just use a piece of orange peel and some extra sugar syrup. Um, you just want that little hint of orange through it. Mm. Um, 10 mils of sugar syrup and then just uh, a handful of mint leaves and sh- really shake it hard. You heard us. Yeah. Oh, man. You want to get that mint really broken up and, <coughs> and mixed through. Mm. And then in a, in a martini glass, it's glorious. Anyone who likes the South Side, you'll, you'll love this one. Glorious indeed. <laughs> and... Um, this is my new favourite. This has taken over the gin fizz I had with the Artemis gin only earlier this week. They were good. They were very, Fantastic. very good. They were good. So yeah. what's the predominant flavour in that? Is it juniper Citrus. Still? It's juniper. It's still really junipery. Sure. And then the Artemisia is, I guess, the, the juniper's partner in crime. And it's that there's a real distinct floral aromatic that you get from vermouth, and yep. that's from the Artemisia. And that's really it's in there. It's, it's really visible. So no, it's wormwood. Something that would make you lose your memory. Yeah. It makes you lose <laughs> your mind a little bit, which is <laughs> it's the dominant ingredient, the active ingredient in absinthe. Yeah, oh, okay. so it does. Uh, it so does have, so, but yeah, wormwood. Hey, Seb, can you do me a favour? Maybe just move the, your microphone just a little bit closer to Pete, so that when he does there come in, because he's. You know, such great comments. We want to be able to hear it. But There's actually uh, something on the TV I saw the other night that talked what? about um, uh, Wormwood and Artemisia. Yes. Um, in Absinthe. Um, they were talking about the... I think it was on QI. So they were talking about um, Toulouse-Lautrec and Picasso. They're all of them mad yeah, for, for places, Wormwood. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and Toulouse was known as the teapot. He was. Apparently. <laughs> but maybe we shouldn't go into why it was called that. Um, <coughs> <it's> anatomically, <coughs> just think of it that way. Um, but there's an interesting diagram. Uh, this is what I love, uh, lots that I love about your gin, but the diagram on there, that'll explain oh, it right. to you, Philippa. Yep. But I sort of see it as sort of being... Curry. It's quite a lot of curry. Mm. Well, the other and thing... Uh, I, I am, you know, and specifically, finger lime specifically, finger lime. Yep. Huh? Yeah. They're very resinous, so it goes with the juniper, really boosts the juniper. But we found we're trying to get the juniper and the artemisia to play well together because they're actually really both very powerful, well, yeah, earthy flavours. As is eucalyptus. I mean, well, it was eucalyptus that sort of found the match. So there's a eucalyptus called Corumbia citradora. And it's super high in lemonine. So it's like lemon verbena. It's like a really perfumed, lifted lemon. Mm. And that ingredient bridges the artemisia and the juniper and brings them together. It's a real blend. And nutmeg mm. as well. I would mm. never have thought of that. Who would have thunk it? And this is the thing that kind of blows me away. You know, you're used to dealing with flavours and, you know, we... I'm a purist. I like one particular... Blend. Okay. Yeah. I like sort of... I think of music and I do sort of three notes to make a chord which is kind of good, but these guys are doing... What is it, 10, 12 of our bloody... 13, but we don't think of them as 13 flavours. We really only think of them as four. Well, you've got a lot of balls in the yeah. air, Sebastian. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's amazing it's the way you can blend those sort of yeah. things to get a symphony yeah. happening. You, you pop them together. Like the, there's, You mentioned the nutmeg. There's nutmeg, clove and ginger, which are the sort of the finish. Mm. But we really use them the same way a bartender uses 
a dash of bitters in an old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. They're really... You don't want to taste it. It's just there to soften the finish. Yeah. Yeah, and you notice gotcha. it if it's not there. Yes. Yeah. You, can't pin, you can't put your finger yeah. on it, but if it's not there, you, yeah, you notice, notice it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we really think about botanicals in the way they do in Italy, which is layer flavours into each segment. Mm. This is because your, your wife is a scientist. Yes. So yes, there's indeed. the science <laughs> behind this is... Um, as important as, as your booze ability. Microbiology. Yeah, that, that's right. Mm. Yes, I know. Mm. <laughs> it's like uh, these two sides. That's it's it's and it also means that we can repeat it. Though mm. so I have got to say, batch four is, is, is particularly nice. We know what we did slightly different. That's a cracker. Mm. <laughs> batch four. You have to write it all down, surely. Oh, everything's documented. Yeah. Um, don't worry oh, about yeah. that. Because <laughs> there's people the uh, the tax office that want to see all that sort of stuff. I love um, it. Philippa, what are you doing for Christmas? What, uh, what's I'm going to the thag. One faggy. One thag. Yeah. I'm going to the thag. Going off to the thag. Really? Cook, yeah, having a big Christmas. Um, That's a pretty nice little neck of the woods around there. Rolling yeah. hills. Yeah. Um, yeah and nice. Liam Gath are one thags. And yeah. um, the, what's it called? Kilkunda. Why would you want to do that? Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, no, Kilkunda. Yes, sir. I was going, what did Kilkunda do to you? Yeah, all right, all right. Well, you know, we open up the crackers. Pete, uh, what are you up to? One, three, I'm going to Vegas. You're going to Vegas? No, well, I'm going to Bris Vegas. Oh, Bris Vegas. Um, and the Sunshine Coast. Hey, it sounds good. What are you doing? What am I doing? I'm going to Mansfield. Nice. I'm going to the mountains. Yeah, beautiful. Which will be, uh, be kind of good. Uh, Manny, what are you doing? Looking forward to Christmas? I see your Brisbane. I see your Mansfield. I raise you, Frankston. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Frank, Frank Vegas. <laughs> Frank Vegas. It is all right, folks. What we will do is um, again. I've got to say a big thanks to Pete Dillon, who's joined us uh, from Joy FM. Great to see you in the studio. Thank you for coming in. Specifically, we've got a point. Where's that possible campaign? What do they do? Go to a search engine, type in possible plus little Saigon fire, you will find it. Yeah, go on. Um, and give us money, loads of it. Yes, that's <laughs> it. Just hand it over. Hand over the loot. Sebastian, glorious to see you as always. Congratulations. Oh, God, the year's come to a close. Um, it's a crap year. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> to, uh, with 15 seconds She's left to go. go. You're right. It was a rubbish year. It was, yeah. it was shit. Crap. Yeah. We lost so many people. And, 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 and unexpected a, things a, happen. A cinnamon Hitler. <laughs> cinnamon Hitler. And Pokemon Go. You always do this. You always come to Cinnamon Hitler or Matt. I've just got orange, to go Orange is not the new black. Cinnamon Hitler. Okay. Uh, and when we do come back, Christ, you'll be the, the president. Mm. Jesus. So... Hold the family close. Drink heavily. Drink heavily. My advice to you, drink heavily. Um, in a responsible way. No, Christmas is... I know, Matt. Christmas is about family. Hold them close because that is what it is all about. And, uh, yeah, four years of interesting times. But in the meantime, to get you through just the horror of the thinking about that, we've got the Plonk guys who are here... Duncan and crew. Yes. Oh, Jesus, I forgot to bring back a champagne flute, but I just thought of that. Matt, thank you for your year on radio. Thank you, Cameron, likewise. Thank you, all broadcasters on 3RRR and all the people that make sure that this station runs. And um, we'll see you next year. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a podcast from Australia's best-known community radio station, 3RRR, 102.7 in Melbourne. For more podcasts, information about upcoming events and our live stream, please visit our website at rrr.org.au.